The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And the Yankees aren't playing, so it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. Because we <laughs> recorded we recorded this on Monday. Like I just I just took a nap. I just I just took like a two hour nap. I woke up right before this. Um just not thinking about baseball, not, you know, hey, I, I, I don't have to say to myself at like six forty five of like you said you weren't gonna do this again yesterday, but now here you are. Here you are, open the MLB TV app. <laughs> it's a painful back and forth yeah. mentally. Good week to detach though with the West Coast trip. It's a good week, good excuse not to watch any games like, oh, they're playing late. That's a shame. Yeah. I mean we could come back they could come back east and it's like I don't even know what happened. We're seventy games out of first place. Yeah, easily. And even though Seattle isn't necessarily a good team, the Yankees traditionally don't play well on the West Coast. They're going to Houston after that, which I'm just assuming the worst at this point. I think both of these series are going to be ugly. I'm looking at a one in five week. I mean, we lost. I mean, the, we lost two of three to the Angels. They were a bad team. Yep. Like, at so, home. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, dealing with COVID protocols on the road. Uh, you know, sleeping in a hotel, all like none of that's going to help us. Where do we even start? I don't even know where to start. You want to start with the meltdown, the Wednesday night meltdown where they stopped and started, and then Chapman let up a touchdown in the ninth inning. I, do you want to start with the Mets series? How, how do you want to take it? I, I want to start by at least saying that you know I went on talking halos. I you know have obviously done this show, and I said bet the first inning runs against the Angels, and. Otani just, you know, to start off, it's like, oh, we've got Otani versus Mike King. I wonder how this is going to go. <laughs> Obviously, it's going to the second deck. <laughs> I hate being right. Like, that was what I was like, oh, fuck me. Just fuck me for being right about this one. I mean, I didn't have a, a great feeling about that series. I sincerely thought we could get three of four, if you know, if they had played them all. I worried about it giving us false hope. But the Yankees responded and said, no, 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 we will give you no hope. You will not have any false hope, any real hope, no hope. I mean, the Mike King game to lose, not great. Then all of a sudden, you know, on the Tuesday, the floodgates open. We score 11 runs. I was proud of our fan base because I didn't see any chatter that we were back. <laughs> yes, yes. And I almost tweeted during the Tuesday game, and then I came really close after the first inning of the Wednesday game. But I was like, you know, everyone says online I'm too negative about this team when I think I'm really realistic, but I was like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to fight with people all night. We're ahead in this game. It's a rain delay. I'm not going to stay up to watch it anyway. So I won't tweet, this game is far from over in the second inning. Because I really, I typed it out. I mean, what a colossal disaster. I've been to a lot of painful, tough games. But, you know, to the people that sat at Yankee Stadium through two rain delays 
in 98 degree heat until 1:30 in the morning to watch us let up seven runs in the ninth inning. Like that's got to be the worst possible game I think for anybody to be at. It's it's the worst loss I can think of. Now, I'm not an encyclopedia of like of Yankees history. You're a guy who can do it to a certain extent where you're just mm-hmm. like, no, boom, that was game three of whatever series. Yeah. Your dad can do it for any game like he's been to. Yes. Your dad is the like he doesn't do a scorebook at the games. He is the scorebook and it's just stored. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, no, I was out in Oakland. It was 92. Like Pat <laughs> Kelly turned a, a triple play. It's like, all right, great. Um, Neil Keefe is a guy who can just rattle off games. I'm not that guy. But I haven't seen anyone rattle off like, oh, but guys, this this game was actually worse. Like nobody, none of the people who are just like, boom, this is what I do online. We're like, no, you know what? This this it's been worse before because it hasn't. No, it definitely hasn't. And to sit through two, like I thought when they stopped it the first time, I, I did not think they were gonna. I didn't think they were gonna restart. I think it was around they had finished five innings. Probably around 9.30 or 10. I did not think they were going to restart it at 11.30 because we were home. It was an official game. It was raining. I was shocked. And I went to bed around 11.45. And I was just like, this isn't worth seeing what happens. And then you wake up and it's just like, holy shit. You can't make this stuff up with Chapman. It's it's crazy. With the rain, I was just – I was Donald Trump. I would stop the count. Like, let's yeah. just end this shit. Like, what are we doing here? If you stay there for that whole game, I don't – like – that's some psycho stuff. Yes, yes. A Wednesday fourth place against a fifth place team. Oh, two rain delays. Oh, no. I mean, no idea what's going on with Chapman at all. Just forgot how to pitch. Just forgot. Like, yeah, it's not even a, you know, you always look to point to maybe like a drop in velocity. And sometimes like he'll throw one pitch that isn't hard. And people be like, oh, you see, he was only at 92, and then he'll just gas the next one at, like, 103 just to do it. Yes. Um, it's just straight up, like, lack of talent right now. Like, I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying – but it's almost like like the Monstars. It's as if they stole his ability. And the only thing that saves him is, like, trick plays, like triple plays. <laughs> it's scary. It, it's kind of like – um. Like at the end of uh, Happy Gilmore, when he gets hit by a car, and it's like, physically, I can't do it, but I can do this trick shot. Like, that's all we've got. It's just <laughs> banking it off the blimpy sign, have it rolled down off the car. It's terrible. 15 earned runs in his last nine appearances. It's over a run in appearance. Like, he's just blown. I think he's blown three or four in a row. Like, he's, he's non competitive out there, man. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I see people tweeted like this makes me miss Mariano Rivera. I mean, this makes me miss Graham Lloyd. Like, <laughs> give me anybody. Seriously, it's it's horrible. And him and Cole both, whether you want to say you know whether it's because of that or not, since the sticky stuff cracked down, they both have sucked. Cole has a six point five ERA since that went down, and, and Chapman's been horrible. And I've you know, I'll be honest. I defended Cole with the whole sticky stuff. I didn't think it'd be a big factor. I said he was the number one pick. He still throws 100 miles an hour. He's still Garrett Cole, but clearly it's affecting him. I don't know how you can say that it's not at this point. It's clearly hurting him. Yeah, I think it's affecting him. Um, I think it's affecting a lot of people like, um, you know, like Trevor Bauer has lost to all grip on reality. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um <laughs> I think that in the off season, which may be more than a year long <laughs> at this point, I think as part of the CBA, this is going to come up, and I think the league is going to just buy those machines. Like they have the machines that will just coat the ball the right amount, whatever, and that'll level the playing field in terms of that. So guys who were reliant on sticky stuff, whether it's like, hey, I'm reliant because it's the only thing that makes me talented. It's a thing that takes me just to the next level. It's a thing that just makes me comfortable, whether it's like skill or even just comfort, like Glasnow talked about that. I have the faith in Garrett Cole that he is going to figure it out. Just He's an intelligent guy. So if it has to be the offseason – 
I mean, this season's done. So right, you can just start figuring it out now. Um, yeah, Chapman, I have no idea because you know he, so much is talked about, like with you know just the the absolute gas he throws, and then he adds the splitter. I didn't really hear a lot of like uh, RPM uh, talk no, for him. No, so I don't know how related it is, but like. He just he goes into these slumps like every year. Now this has been monumental. And it's been <laughs> monumental because it's not even like there's the magnifying glass of us being in contention. It's just like, oh, the suck also got you. Yes. The guy yeah. that it never gets. Cole and Chapman were the only ones that were exempt basically the first two months. They were the ones that were still kind of carrying the team. And then it's like they've just fallen into the trap of the rest of the guys. It really does feel like there's some sort of hex or dark cloud hanging over this team, the way they play, the way they walk, the way they talk, like something is going on, man. It's weird. I do like the people who are like, the Yankees never get a break. It's like, well, we turned three triple plays in a month, so right. <laughs> we've got nothing but breaks. We're just not yeah. good. Can't complain about luck anymore. Can't complain about umpires anymore. They just suck. They're, fi- they're a 500 team, and then they suck. Can complain about umpires just for loving the game of baseball and it being absolutely ruined by, like, I mean, I wake up. I feel like three days a week and Angel Hernandez is trending on Twitter when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I, and it's it's fitting that the Yankees had that loss on Wednesday. We get rain now Thursday. Subway series to the point where, like, fans are in the stadium. You know, it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, this game got rained out early or even the game started. Like, fans got in and then no game so (laughs) the worst loss of the season the worst loss of the decade the worst loss that i could think of these guys had to sleep on for three nights and then they came back saturday and were down eight nothing in the fourth (laughs) they really they really responded and and they were getting no hit of course aaron judge hits hits a solo homer when they're down 8 nothing to pad those stats. And, and let me say something. I'm sick of watching them dance and do the high five and the dunks or whatever they do. Like, don't do that when you're down 8 nothing, getting embarrassed. Like, I don't want to be like the old man yelling at the club, but it looks really stupid when you're whooping it up and, and partying with these choreographed celebrations when you're getting your asses handed to you. If you're losing 8-1 and you want to do a little dance like that, I'm all for it. If you're 10 games up, it's got to be double okay, digits. sure. If you're up by 10... And it's like, hey, you know what? This one game just got away from us, not this three seasons in a row. <laughs> and yeah, I'm all for it. I think let the boys play. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible watching them. And then, you know, Sunday, obviously, like you knew Chapman was going to blow the lead. I mean, that, that was obvious when he came into the 5-4 lead. I just didn't think they were going to let up an additional five runs. I thought the Mets would maybe tie it. I didn't think they were going to score six or seven runs or whatever they I, scored. I was in, in the pool. Inning. I didn't even say it. Yeah. I'll be honest. We were um, – we had people over for 4th of July, and they all got here at, at like 3 and then it was like, all right, I've got the game on. We're still inside. I'm working on some food and stuff. 5-4. You know, hey, listen. Everyone's outside. I'm cooking, so I've got to get stuff on the grill. And you know what? Nothing here is going to happen that I'm going to want to see. No. Either way. <laughs> Chapman could have come in, thrown an immaculate inning, because everyone gives a fuck about those now. Doesn't matter. I, I didn't need to see it. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was rooting for them to lose the nightcap. I'll be honest. I, after Hal spoke and basically said everything's fine, nobody's to blame, Boone's not to blame, Cashman's not to blame, I want them to be embarrassed. And I thought that getting swept by the Mets on a concluding Sunday night game on ESPN would maybe be enough embarrassment for, I don't know, make a change, do something. So I was almost a little bit disappointed that they won. I want them to be so embarrassed that they make a change. And I think they're not at that level yet. Like we're embarrassed as fans, but they're not at our level yet. And I need them to get to that point where they're just so embarrassed that they have to make a move. I just, I don't believe that they're going to make a move in season. I just don't think it benefits them in any way to make a move on the managerial front. Like maybe if it gets to like September and they're just like doing it for like shits and giggles. But you know, at this point, I mean, let's just, let's talk about how, Let's talk about yeah. <laughs> what's going on through Hal's mind. Um, 
house and now i don't have the quotes in front of me because it's a holiday weekend i'm lazy and i didn't look this shit up and like i said i was just asleep um he said that the coaching staff that we have in place is they're the right men for the job (laughs) which makes you couldn't even say that with a straight face it makes me wonder maybe i don't understand the job description because i thought it was to win baseball games and that's not what these guys are doing <laughs> now, I don't know what people want out of Hal, though. Like, if he's not fire, well, I know what people want. They want him to fire Boone. He's not firing Boone. So, if he's not going to fire Boone, then what else is he supposed to say in that situation? You know? Like, I want that- him to say Boone hasn't been good enough. Not, I he think he's the right guy for the job. I- I'm sick of hearing we're going to figure it out. We're going to turn it around. Nobody's at play. Like, I think that's all we wanted to hear is. Boone is not getting it done right now. He, he's like just something. Well, I mean, why do you want him to say that? I mean, we know. We know. You know, like yeah. you want it's really just we want a sanity check of like, hey, you see what's going on, right? Like you get it. Like you're going to handle this later. Because in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, like I would say whatever nice things you want to say about Aaron Boone. He's not managing this team last year. Next year. There's no way. There's no way. There's just, absolutely no way. Yeah. So as long as you're content with that, then like, hey, why get mad? You know, people were getting mad at Hal, and I tweeted like, you guys are all forgetting Like he's lying. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> you forget that part of this. Like he's just he's lying, and it, it's. I don't think anyone's safe because we are going to, you know, it, if it's like. Think about it. That 9-11 game, I mean, it's not at home. It's, uh, you know, it's on the road. But, like, we, we could be done by then. Game against the Mets, then. 9-11. Yeah, we could be done yeah. well before then. <laughs> but it's a long month of September that, you know, you've got to still try. I mean, how many emails do you get from the Yankees? Oh, my God. Buy tickets, ticket specials. It's, it's such a slap in the face after, like, a, a game like Wednesday night. Like, you want to come out to the stadium this weekend? It's like, no, I There's fucking all, don't. Like, hey, all the, t- the rest of the games, individual tickets are on sale. And then, you know, like, it's just the Yankees email, mar- email marketing strategy is the exact same as the Taco Bell menu. <laughs> it's just tortilla, beef, and cheese. That they're just rearranging in different yes. ways and calling it different things in every email that they send us. It's true. Sweet. They do the sweets. They do the groups, individuals, flex plans, holiday plans. It's all yeah. the same shit. 12 games. You want 41 games. Do you want every game? Please take a game. <laughs> Buy three, get one. No, it's, it's terrible. Getting the emails from them j- just gets me mad. And with how I don't think he necessarily cares about winning championships, but I do think he cares about them at least winning enough to be relevant and, and sell out. And they're not selling out right now. And I do think that if they get to a point of true irrelevancy, like we're going to go from anger to apathy pretty soon. I mean, me and you already are, but people are going to go from being angry and yelling to just not caring anymore. And if they're only getting, I don't know, 15,000 fans a game in August and September, he's going to notice that. Yeah. And I think, you know, a, a big thing the Yankees have always been able to rely on in previous seasons is advanced ticket sales and corporate and season tickets. But with COVID, with, you know, questionable reopening headed into the year with financial cutbacks, whether it be at the corporate level or, you know, individual earners, I don't think they've got, you know, the rest of the season sold the way they normally would at this point. No, they don't even have a sellout yet. They have not sold out one game since the reopening day, whenever that was, the, the 19th. They came close with the Mets. I think they, they might have got up to 40, but they have not sold out a game. The, the crowds have been terrible, and I don't blame fans at all. Yeah. I don't blame anybody for not going. What Like, even if you live right there, is it, what are you doing? You're going, they, like, how many times 20, can you $20 Bud Lights. Yeah, you're not having fun. Like, you're not... You're not having a good time. And I get it. Like, if you go to, like, one game a year, three games a year, or whatever, like, yeah, fucking go to your game. But some people who are going to, like, three games a week, God bless them. God bless it's them. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's like, crazy. you're going. You know the end result is going to be sadness. It is. It's, it's inevitable. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So here's the thing I was wondering. Hal Steinbrenner. The biggest like criticism to most people would be like, hey, you're embarrassing your family, right? Or like, you're embarrassing your dad. Now, hey, you're being a smart businessman. Now, George wanted to make money, right? He was a businessman. He, he probably did a lot of shady business stuff. I don't know his life story, but like anything involving like importing, exporting, and oil and stuff like that is scummy, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy was banned from baseball for life. He, I think he was a part of Watergate. So he was like not a good guy. I, I think we can all admit that. But love fucking winning baseball games. Oh, yeah. Do you think that if it hit a point where people are just like, hey, you're like embarrassing your dad, your dad would be ashamed of you. Do you think Hal even cares? Because I don't imagine having George Steinbrenner as a dad is was like a fun time. <laughs> no, I don't think he cares at all. And he, he clearly doesn't. He And he says openly, I'm a different guy than my dad. I like balances and, and spreadsheets and budgets and quiet. Like he does not like the spotlight. He's uncomfortable in those situations. Hank was the guy that was more like the mini boss who actually liked to talk and make some waves and smoke cigarettes, and have more of a personality. Hal is not that dude. He's just not. Yeah. So like I don't think that trigger, you know, because I think what we're all looking for is like, what is the bottom? Right. Like what is the triggering thing? And we want to see some sign of life. So it's not even like, hey, we want Boone fired right now. For some people, it's like, we want him fired right now. But whether you fire him right now or you just walk away at the end of the year, not really a huge difference. Aside from, like, the embarrassment gets worse. And I think that's what we're looking for. It's like, what is the triggering event or game that gives us some kind of reaction? Even if it's that firing Boone, give us something that shows that you're, we're in the same reality. They play – I think they come out of the All-Star break with four against the Red Sox at home. Then they have one other series, and they have four more against the Red Sox at Fenway. So coming out of the All-Star break, eight, eight out of the ten games are against Boston. I don't know. If they go one and seven there or, I mean, maybe even 0 oh and eight, that might be the only thing at this point they can oh, do. Oh, well, no, no. They got four at home against the Red Sox, two more at home against the Phillies. Who just terrible? Who already swept us? Yeah, that's going to be a terrible week. And who? No one I know who's a Phillies fan has gotten over this. It was. It's bigger than the Eagles Super Bowl. Oh yeah, in terms of bringing it up in conversation. (laughs) Um, or they do like, yeah, you know what? Like, our close. My brother-in-law was over here, and he's a Phillies fan. Watches you know all the games, and he's just like, well, hey, listen, our closer stinks too, and it's like, fuck you. Yeah. I have no idea who your closer is. Same, yeah, you, I don't want to be in the same conversation. You know you. who my closer is. I have yes. no idea who your closer is. <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Everyone here knows who my closer is. So it's Red Sox, Phillies, Red Sox right yep. after the break then? Okay, so there, there's my stretch. If they go one and seven there, I think that could be the point. And then we follow that up by going to the trop. Mm. Oh, no. That, that's it. That's your answer. 0-8, oh, 1-7 and, and in those Red Sox games. I think that's I'm the only going way. To the, I'm going to the Saturday Red Sox game in Boston, the 24th at 4 o'clock. Why would you subject? Oh, God. <laughs> You're a masochist. You want to hear how it's an even worse experience for me? <laughs> yeah. Guess who I'm going with? Carabas. Yep. <laughs> that's the only way it could be worse. I'm sure you're sitting premium at least to be protected from the onslaught. Oh, yeah. Oh, so here's the thing. Um, as a, I guess, you know, Yankees, I don't know, Twitter personality, whatever the fuck it is that, that this is, um, 
and having spent the time at Barstool in Boston, they're all nice. All the fans are nice. They're not like if I were to start like popping off at people, which I'm not at 36. Yeah, I could get rocked in the mouth. But no, especially I'm with Carabas. Normally it's people who see Carabas, and then if they remember me, because you know the age, you know it's been years. They're like, oh shit, JJ, like uh, whatever. So it's me, Carabas, Charlie Wisco, and RDT, who's the Orioles guy from Barstool. Like we used to do like a season preview pod together. We've been tight for a while, uh, but we've never all gotten to a game together. We've gotten the game separately, and so. You know, as life changes, people have kids and stuff. It's getting less and less available to do it. Now that the world opened up, we were like, let's pick a game. Let's make this happen. So there's a chance I go to the Friday night game, too. We'll see. But yeah, You have to approach this with an Orioles perspective. You got to be like how RDT was. I'm just happy to be out of the house. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, go in expecting that you're going to lose. Enjoy the ambiance. Enjoy whatever foods in the suite. Yeah. Try to have a good day. You cannot go in with any expectations. I'm just listen. I'm out with the boys. You know, I am. Yep. Maybe I'll go to the Friday game. I may not. I'm, I think I'm supposed to go and like visit one of my friends had a kid lives in the area. I'm going to go see him and his wife. Then I'm going to go. I'm going to check into a hotel. I'm going to go. To Fen- I'm going to go have some drinks around Fenway. Carabas has to do on field stuff. I don't know if he's going to try to get his passes. I don't really want them. I don't need to be yeah, on the field. Why would you want to go on Fenway? Yeah, no. no. I've been on the field in Fenway. I've been in the Green Monster. I, I'll, I'll be at a bar having a couple of pops and then go to the game, then hang out after, then make fun of Carabas because it's always fun when one of your friends is a uh, like somewhat famous person. So like people line up down the streets to take pictures with them after the game. And then we'll just stand there and crack jokes the whole time. It's very fun. You need to really to maximize everything that is off the field on yes, this trip. Yes, because everything on the field is going to just make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might like, you know, I'll go, <laughs> I'll go have lunch at Cheers. Just be like, hey, this is what I'm here for. That, that could be rough, man. That, they have never won. You mentioned maybe going to the Friday night game. I can't remember the last time they went on a Friday night at Fenway Park. I can't even remember the last time they won at Fenway Park now that I, yeah. I say it. But I think you bring up a good point. Like, I mean, we're we're going to Seattle. We're going to Houston. All those games are going to be played because they have domes, so we don't have to worry about rainouts or anything <laughs> like that. Like, uh, and by worry about, I mean like we can't get out of having to play right. these games. <laughs> That's all right. I realized as I said, that, I was like, why am I lying to the people here? Um, and who knows? I mean, what if we went one in five? Like, there is a chance of making a you know making a decision. You know, the all-star break is a time when some of these decisions happen. I think if we get through the all-star break, we're getting, you know, boons around for the rest of the season. And, like, who do you even put in charge? Like, really, who do you put in charge? It's not even that for me. I just would make the change just to see if the players respond at all. It's like we know what we're getting with Boone. Let's just see if what happens with another dude in charge. Do, do the players play with more energy? Does anything change? You have nothing to lose. Well, it can't be Season's Tim's, over. right? Because maybe they- Tim's goes, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be him. I, I don't even know who Nevin? it would be. Uh. It can't be Matt Blake. Like, he's not. No. You know, I don't know that he'd even want that, but he's not ready for it. Harky? You bring Harky in out of 10? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He'll at, least fucking, pick. he'll at least fucking punch someone. Yeah. You yeah. know? He'll, he'll, yell, he'll yell a little bit. But it, you brought up the all-star break and, and kind of the deadline. Everybody wants us to sell. The problem is all of the guys that are the problems that we'd want to get rid of, their stock is at all-time lows. Yeah. Clint, stock is all-time low. Glaber, stock is all-time low. Void stock is really low compared to last year. So that's why it doesn't really work. All the guys that we'd want to get rid of that are the problem, their stock is low. Clint's like someone who's about to get laid off at their job, so they're just like, oh, I got in this workers' comp situation. <laughs> Literally. With vertigo. Literally. Like, I saw that, and I was just like, oh, this is so classic. It's such a sad it's such a sad story with him, with all the optimism when he when they traded for him as a yeah. kid, and and what it is now. It's it's really sad, man. And you know, like he wanted to be big in New York, and it's not clicking. It's not clicking. I you know, I still think he could have like a a good career, but probably not. like just to turn around in the same place is so hard. Um, yeah, people are tweeting because I continue to say we need to trade Aaron Judge. Have right? to, have to, have to trade Aaron Judge. Um, I mean, Chapman, what, you know, close a game. 
close one Please, game yeah, for Yeah, get me. your value up a little bit. You know what the shitty thing is? If, if the fucking trade deadline was a month ago, Chapman's stock would have been perfect. You know, yeah. We could have gotten a haul for him. And now he's he's imploded at the worst time. Britain hasn't pitched. He's another guy that you know could have maybe gotten something. Look, Green's a guy that's healthy and his stock's pretty high. I'd be open to anybody. Anybody. Um, I mean, Britain needs to show that he's alive. And can get in an MRI tube. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, I mean, Gary, to a certain extent, like Gary, we're just waiting to see, like, are, are the wheels going to fall off? I mean, defensively, we saw it this weekend. He's atrocious. Yeah, it was terrible this weekend. And there's not necessarily like, oh, you like necessarily cost us the game because we've been so bad. But what, you know. You can't just continue to have pass balls and say, like, well, he hits these home runs where he had a hot 23-game streak. I mean, Gary Sanchez had that hot 23-game 20 streak. In the last seven days, he's played in four games and batted 200. And you're not going to get a ton for him regardless. And you're right. Judge is the one that you really – he's the guy that you can get something for. And they have to decide in these three weeks, are they going to sign him? Because you can't just let it ride out and then let him walk in a year and get nothing. Like they they need to decide in these next three weeks, hey, we're either going to trade him or we're going to give him that seven-year deal, whatever it is, and, and commit to him. Like like you've had enough time to decide. Make a decision. I don't want to hear we need another year to evaluate. Like you've had four years to evaluate this guy and make a decision. But if you don't want to sign him long term, you have to cash in now you have to you either have to trade him now or just make the decision that we are not making the playoffs in 2025 2026 2027 yeah <laughs> like that's pretty much the decision because you know and, and i worry about like i don't want any of these guys doing any any don't go to the all-star game like i don't want any of these guys playing in the all-star game just save no. your bullets you know, when I was a Cole's kid, Cole's not going to pitch in it. He said he's not already. Yeah, well, yeah, when I was a kid, I got so you know I was excited when Yankees made the All Star game, but they were also winning the World Series, so I just right. thought it was like nice for everyone else to get to see them. But now, like, no, stay home, take a vacation to a batting cage. If I was one of them, I don't think I'd even want to go. Like, you're playing baseball all year. Wouldn't you rather hang out at the beach for? Aaron three, Judge four wants days? to go. Aaron Judge wants to go because he cares about himself more than the team. Hollywood Aaron <laughs> had to go to the Super Bowl. And with all the bad contracts they've given out over the years, the second A-Rod contract, Ellsbury, McCann, we can go on and on. You don't want to keep doubling and tripling and quadrupling down on more bad contracts and give him eight years and we're just stuck and stuck and his 35 season, his 36 season, his 37 season. Those seasons are going to be terrible. And we're already, We already have to do it with Stanton and I just don't want to double down. I have a buddy who started dating a girl, and they moved in together, and she had a cat, and uh, and he hated the cat. He was like, the cat's fucking worse. So I go over there one time, and then there's another cat, and I'm like, what happened? He's like, she said that you know the second one would help with the first one. And I was like, how's that going? He goes, I don't know, Jack. Why don't you tell me? The solution for my cat problem was to throw more cats at it. And that's where we are with the Yankees' contracts. Yes. There's no way anybody in the front office thinks it's a good idea to pay Aaron Judge until he's 37 or 38. There's no way. The only reason they would do it is for the marketing purposes, which is bullshit. Because like you said, take three guys without a union break. They get the judges' chambers out of there in 45 minutes. How many more fucking judge jerseys are you going to sell? Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. You've run out of people to sell them to. Yeah, it, it would be a mistake. And there's other guys. Look, there's younger, more athletic, better players coming up in this free agency class that I'd rather give $300 million to than judge. I'd rather give it to, like, an orphanage at this point. <laughs> they might make the play. We got Babe Ruth out of an orphanage. Um, Yeah, I just don't. Like, it, it's getting down the nut cutting time. It's time to figure out, like, who's staying, who's going. And I think, like, part of that is. And I, 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 all right. I don't know the inner workings of how the you know every detail of how the Yankees work. But if we were to just sit on our fucking hands at the trade deadline, or go out and make a move where we pick up like a seventh inning guy, and you know it's, like, <laughs> and he bats lefty if we're in the NL, um, then to a certain extent. 
Cashman hasn't done his job, and then maybe he's gone too. Like I, like I wonder where the pressure is, if there is any pressure of, you know, this is when Cashman proves his job. Like if the trade deadline does not go well, then he's got to be gone. You know, like it's got to be deemed a success at the end of the season, whether we're in first place or we're in fourth place. You have to look at the trade deadline and say, all right, well, based on where we ended up, what did we do to get here? Did we make adjustments that look good for the future of the team? In 2016, Cashman basically went to the Steinbrenners and said, this team isn't good enough. It's broken. Let me retool. Let me rebuild. Give me another four years and let me usher in the next era of Yankee baseball. And he kind of did that. But I don't think they're going to let him do that again. Like, can he go to Hal? In July and say, hey, you know, I fucked up again. This team isn't good enough, but let me sell. Let me rebuild and let me try again in three years. Like, how many of those do you get? Well, so I, I've i said at times that I could see Cashman getting one more manager. You know, like he he got – he played a role in Tory leaving. Tad Girardi won, didn't win for a long time. Then was the decision to get rid of Girardi, and then Boone was his guy. So, do the Yankees, and really does Hal, out of just an abundance of memories, say, like, yeah, you can hire one more guy. If you say, like, this is it, this is the analytical guy, this guy's going to make the right decision, That you know, we had the gruff and tumble old man in Tory. We had the younger rough and tumble guy in Girardi. We went analytics nerd in Boone, but like this guy is the perfect blend. Or yeah, Mattingly is available. Shot. Or, I think he'll give him one more shot to sell and then have a new manager. I think w- one more. He's so Hal is so loyal to Cashman, so loyal. So then I also wonder who teaches Hal Steinbrenner about baseball, <laughs> because. If he, you know, he prefers spreadsheets and balance sheets and numbers. Does Hal Steinbrenner, aside from reading, you know, if he even reads the articles, because I can see as an owner being like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to read what Mark Feinstein said or whatever it is. <laughs> is that, that's how you say his name, right? Feinstein, I think, but I think Feinstein? he's kind of a oh. douchebag, so I kind of oh. like that you butchered it. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mean to do that. When you <laughs> add Steen, people may think it's like anti Semitic. I just, I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to bring up Brian Hoke in his short sleeve button down shirts again because it's rude. <laughs> and he's a nice guy, and his daughter's very funny on Twitter. Um, but, you know, is he, are they reading Lindsay, is he reading Lindsay Adler and seeing all the, see how I worked a woman in there? Good for me. Uh, and how they are looking at the game from an intelligent way and thinking about, like, the future versus is Hal's, like, you know, source of truth on measuring Brian Cashman, Brian Cashman. Like, exactly. I don't think he watches the games, and I don't think he knows anything about baseball. I think his whole lifeline to baseball is Cashman. Like, I think Hal is almost scared of Cashman. It, it's almost like Cash is the owner, and <laughs> and Hal is working for him. It, it feels that way sometimes, doesn't it? It feels like a wrestling storyline. Like, Vince McMahon put Shane in charge, but really it's Triple H calling all the shots. And then we have to have a Hell in a Cell to get out of this. No, I, um... I think that that's a big concern. That's a very big concern is that Hal doesn't realize how bad it is. Like he doesn't maybe Hal says, well, we've made the playoffs every year. And yeah, we're not this year, but sometimes the Red Sox come in last place and then they win the World Series the next year. But without looking at the what happened in between, what yes. happened to get them in last place to their to the World Series. Yes. And I think to an extent last year. It was it almost hurt. Obviously, COVID sucked for a lot of reasons. But one of the things in a way it hurt us is, you know, they sucked. But everybody had the COVID excuse. Oh, it was only 60 games. There were no fans. We can't really count this. What if last year was 162 and they would have went, I don't know, 84 and 80? Because that's basically the pace they they played at. Yeah. Maybe we'd be accelerating this rebuild or we would have found out a little bit sooner. It's almost like the 60 game season delayed the inevitable a little bit. And I don't exactly know how because I haven't fully thought it out, but I just, I feel like the CBA plays a role too of like, we don't even know what we're like, what the situation is that we're like playing under, 
you know, the owner, yeah. you know, is is the league going to push for a luxury tax? Uh, not a luxury tax, like a salary cap. You know, it kind of gets brought up every year. The players want more and more money. You know, how is this all going to shake out? Um, and I, I wonder if that is impeding decision-making around, you know, just organizational structure and how, like, I mean, it's de- December 10th. December 10th, I think, is the day. Or maybe it's December 1st. It might be December 1st. I don't know why I didn't zero. But when is this, you know, is there going to be a lockout? They're not going to get it done. Like, I'd love an update of, like, where we are in negotiations right now. I'm sure nowhere. But you're right. There's so much at stake. It's not just the money. It's the double headers, the ball, the sticky stuff, the rules of the game. How many teams are going to make the playoffs? Like, they, they have so much shit they need to figure out that – Oh, just instead of just obviously the money is always a factor, but it's like half the rules in the game are being debated and decided in this thing, too. Yeah. And it feels like more like new things are popping up like every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's scary. And it really is uncharted territory for us to be sitting here July 4th and the season's over. Like I've maybe 2008. It felt like that. 2013 and 2014, I was in college, and we had the Jeter retirement tour and the Mariano retirement tour. There's nothing to distract us this time. No, nothing at all. Like, I'm, who are they going to trot out there the first Sunday home game of the <laughs> NFL season? Because I'll tell you what, like, the Yankees' success in recent years in making it too deep into the playoffs, I fell out of, like, a fan, out of fantasy football. I haven't really watched the Giants because the Giants season's been over, but, you know, they're 0-3 yes. before, yeah. you know, the Yankee season's over. I jo- I'm joining a fantasy league. Like, you know, I need something to do in the fall. Right now, if you look at it, the Yankees have 79 games left. Okay? They would have to go 50-29 and 29 <laughs> to get to 92 wins, which would... N- not get them in the playoffs now yeah you need what 94 95 i would think to get in the yeah. american league's good yeah no they're, they're not doing that they're halfway through this they're gonna finish i think right around 500 i think this is exact 82 83 yeah, maybe 84 wins Unla- and that's the worst place to be in sports by the way yeah <laughs> it's fucking uh jeff fisher yeah, no eight, man's eight, land eight. not a good draft pick yeah no, nothing going for you yeah no it's, it's a bad it's a bad spot to be, and like I said, there's no there's no distraction. Even 08, they had the old stadium tour and the farewell tour for the stadium, and and the Yankees love milking that shit for all they can, and there's just nothing to milk this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at other records. The Red Sox, uh, the Giants have the best record in baseball at 53 and 30. So we would have to play better than. The best team has played all year. <laughs> and, dude, that's not even accounting for injury. There's a good chance Judge or Stanton is going. They, they've somehow been healthy the whole year. Can we talk about that, how we're doing this poorly, and they've both pretty much played? They've been around the whole year, and we're still 500? Like, yeah. What would it be like if they'd been out? <laughs> Stanton missed a little bit of time. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, Judge has been pretty healthy. I did see a number, like, if you take out 2017 – uh, Judge has played from after 2017. Judge has only played in 63 percent of games, and the fact that he stayed so healthy this year and is putting up like very good numbers. He's having a good season. I've never said he was a bad player. I said he's not clutch. I said he can't stay healthy. Um, and it's just like, how do you not trade him? Like I don't understand. Uh, like as a rational adult business person making a business decision how do you not do that i get the fangirls who are just like oh my god but they've got the you know they've got the judges chambers how can they do it how could they get rid of it like no fucking trade this guy and it's a chance to right wrongs look at all the guys that we could have sold high on but didn't and duhar clint glaber void like we fucked this up so many times here's another chance to actually sell high on somebody yeah yeah it really is. It's like, I don't know, we've bet black ten times in a row, and it's come up red every time. And they've also pretty much covered up all the reds. <laughs> but we're still, all the blacks, but we're still going to bet black, you know? 
they're stubborn, man. And this is, but this part of the problem, they're stubborn. They don't learn from their mistakes. It's the same reason they're not going to make any changes in season. And Cashman's not admitting any mistakes that they're very stubborn about the way they do things and their process and the yada, yada, yada. And it, it all, it all kind of flows into this big shit storm that we're dealing with. Yeah. I mean, listen, it is what it is. We just got the one thing I almost feel bad for uh, Met fans because normally they're little brother. And they come and they get to come to the Bronx or we go to Queens. And even though we, you know, maybe talk some shit throughout the year, we tend to ignore them. And even on like Twitter, you know, like things get really fired up for these. And the Mets showed up to a fight and we were just, none of us were there. We're like, yeah, (laughs) like Mets fans are like, this is embarrassing. And we're like, yeah, no, I agree. They're like, Aaron Boone sucks. Like, yeah, we're all on the same page here, my guy. We're all with you. It's like they're trying to make fun of us, but we've been making fun of ourselves for two months. It's like, you can't hurt me. It's like yeah. the Eminem and, uh, and whatever, the eight Pop miles. a doc. Like, yeah, we yeah, pop, yeah. yeah, we pop a doc, Met fans. I know I live in a trailer park with my mom. Yeah. I know we lead the league in double plays. <laughs> I know that we only take the extra base 32% of the time. <laughs> league low. We can make a good rap out of that, dude. I went to the uh, I went to the Phillies game actually Friday night. They had a six o'clock game, nice. and uh, Tatis and Machado were coming to town. I was like, oh, this is perfect. We're Yanks are probably going to get rained out. It was so nice to just like walking in the gate and knowing no matter what happens, I'm not going to be disappointed tonight. Yeah, I'm just going to enjoy myself. I don't care at all who wins. I'm going to see some young talent, Harper, Machado, Tatis, and just enjoy myself at a baseball game without pulling my hair out. It was very pleasant. I got to get to a Wilmington Blue Rocks game. That's what I need. I need some minor league baseball in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Some really pure, you know, home hometown. $2 Tito's. Action. You know, the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything else. I don't like baseball right now. Yeah, it sucks. This it sucks terrible. so bad. Are you... So, obviously, we always do the, are you going to watch or are you going to not watch? Are you even going to turn on the first inning? Of these West Coast games, are you just going cold turkey this week? Depends how high I am. Okay. <laughs> like, that's the honest answer. I wish I had, yeah. like, like Tuesday and Wednesday. I mean, I may just I may just be asleep already, you know? Sometimes I'm not enough on the couch at 930. I'm up early. I'll tell you what, like, the Thursday 4 o'clock game, chatter will start on Twitter. I'll throw it on in my office on, the, on one of the TVs. Um Friday Astros game. That's <sighs> nah, gonna be ugly, man. They're gonna sweep us. I, I mean, think. I'm in season season seven of Dexter, and you know, it's some pretty good episodes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I'll probably. It depends, like what what we're doing, but like maybe I'll throw it on for like a couple innings, see how things go. Um, don't give a shit about the All Star game. You know, oh, couldn't care less. Or Otani in the home run derby. Don't give a shit. Uh, I might watch that. I might check that out. So you go derby over the actual game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like I don't care about. I listen. I just want to watch guys hit the ball really far. I wish they had like a a skills thing. Like if they That'd set up, be cool. Like Tom Amansky buckets, and we're doing um, like outfield drills. And it's got to be like you either get it in the bucket, in the – oh, my God. I think I just reinvented this. The whole fucking All-Star weekend right now. All right. Here's the drill. Left, right, center. You get three guys each. Um, and then you set up like Tom Amansky buckets, you know, like the garbage cans uh, for like the angle that they should be throwing in. You've got to throw it in, right? So it's a certain amount of points if it's like in the air. It's a certain amount of points if it's like if it bounces or rolls in, but it's double points if you hit a target and bounce it in. Like the way you're really supposed to do a relay of like you're supposed to have it bounce so the catcher can get it, put it down. A nice outfield skills skills competition that could be fun for for the whole family. They're always talking about how to get young kids into it. I know basketball and hockey they do skills competitions yeah. at their all star games. Why not? You just get – it's got to be – you got to get good arms. That's the thing. It's like when the dunk contest doesn't get anyone good. You want to get the like the strongest arms in the league like when you had Ichiro and you had Vlad. Vlad Guerrero. Yeah. 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 
Who even has it? Who has a good arm anymore? I feel like Judge. That's a decent arm. Mookie yeah. Bats. But no, there's no one who it's like they're lighting the world on fire. Like, no, don't, no. I don't like, think there's like a consensus number one like it was with Guerrero. Or remember like Rick and Keel? Yes. Well, Cespedes for a couple of years. Yeah. was like that. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. Just doing something like that. Like that could be fun. Um, yeah, I'll probably check that out. Also because it's a Monday and my wife watches The Bachelor. So it's Got like, it. Actually, she still watches it. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, I'm going to just try not to let them ruin my week or ruin my weekend. That's where it's we're gonna at. It's going to be a battle. That's going to be a battle all summer. I, I think I'm getting better with it. Like, I think I did better this weekend. Like, I went out and I did Fourth of July stuff, and I didn't sit at home and just be miserable watching us. I've been really proud of you to see you, like, out there. <laughs> I'm growing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I worry about you, Nick. Uh, you could follow Nick on Twitter. At NKirbyNYY. You can follow our intern Dan at Juski99. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx. You can follow the show at George's Box Pod. Intern Dan is a college kid, so he'll probably be up watching these games and doing whatever college kids do at night. <laughs> Tweeting from George's Box Pod on Twitter. Listen, hey, it's not going to be this year, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that caught me off guard. At some point, we'll see you at the parade. It's so sad. I'm laughing so I don't cry. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.